Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Can't find me silence button. <laughs> We're back. I was sat here. Salute episode 109 is One, the atomic oh, no. number of metenarium. Metenarium? My, I don't, I don't have uh, a. Mytenarium? 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 Ring, ring your wife. And this is. Yeah. She's ring not, your wife. You've had too much to drink. She's not a chemist, but I will <laughs> ring her anyway. Come and pick me up. I just trust her in anything kind <laughs> yeah, of like chemical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, geological. Anyway, it's an ato- it's a um, it's an, uh, an, a, an element on the periodic table. Ah. so it's probably quite a quite a good answer for a game show like Pointless, something like yeah. that. Mike Nerium, I think it's pronounced. Mike Nerium. Mike Nerium, good, good on, guy. Wasn't he on Look North in the eighties? I think he was the bass player for uh, for uh, <laughs> Def Leppard. For oh, a while. I spent this morning watching uh, Prince doing uh, my, while my guitar gently weeps. Prince. We had we, we had uh, we had uh, ramble prep to do. Uh, I had Luke and Pete Shaw um, emails to compress into a manageable A4 sheet, uh, but uh, I sat down and just watched for a good 10 minutes um, Prince blowing everyone out of the water. What would the, Prince's at, atomic at, number at, be? At the jo- <laughs> Sexarium. <laughs> it would be atomic Pete, number Pete, did you of, know that Mike, funk. Mike Nerium's got uh, unknown chemical uh, properties? Are we still on that, are we? Yeah, I'll, I'll close the <laughs> page now, it's got unknown chemical properties. It's got unknown chemical properties. Like, much like yourself. That's what I wrote on my Tinder profile. <laughs> yeah. I have unknown chemical properties. I've, I've, got, I've got a problem. It is episode 109. Pete Donton over there has been watching videos of Prince on the internet. A very, very... Yeah, I'm going to say reasonable, but actually admirable way to to waste a bit of time. I think so, yeah. People still don't know where that guitar went at the end. He throws it in the air and it just disappears. I mean, everyone talked about it when he died, but I think it's worth remembering. It's worth revisiting the George Harrison Hall of Fame kind of uh, anniversary thing. I don't really know what it's for. Exhibition? Exhibition. It's the word you're looking for, isn't it? No. No, it was okay. A, no, it was a George Harrison. It was George Harrison's son there. It was uh, the bloke out of ELO. Uh, it was like oh, um, Tom oh, Petty Jeff Lynn. was there. Jeff Lynn. You always tell me I look like Jeff Lynn. How could you forget you his name? Bit, you have a, if you had like little sort of smoky, big sunglasses from the seventies, you'd look a bit Jeff Lynn. I can find them. I'll Whoa. find them. I'll dig them out. I'd like to get you in front of a big mixing desk and take a picture of you in black and white and go, "This guy discovered hip hop." Speak of the. <laughs> but like, oh, it wasn't really the guys from New York. It no. was some guy in the seventies who discovered yeah. this this noise. I'd bloody love to be. I have that attributed to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> 
when I was at the Pink Floyd exhibition at the V&A, I love Pink Floyd. Mm. And I went there a year before last. My, uh, my wife Mimi took me there for my birthday. And one thing that was fascinating, but I mean, you're not going to enjoy it if it's not, if you're not a Pink Floyd fan. But one thing that, and I hope I haven't talked about this before, but if I have... It was a big hammer. It's time to revisit. <laughs> um, it got to the point with Pink Floyd where, um, I can't remember the exact year, I suppose around the mid-70s, early 70s maybe, that they were, they couldn't... Ha- so the songs they were writing, mm. there were no sort of physical way of manifesting them. So they basically had to start inventing their own instruments and their own mixing desks. And they've got like, um, and they've got their own like, um, homemade mixing desks in the exhibition there. Mm. Surely you're loving that. People making their own mixing desks. You love a bit of that. Well, you mean, love wires and cables and that kind of stuff. Just, isn't, that, isn't that really innovative, don't you think? Aren't they just tra- transistors or capacitors? I can't remember. They're just reduced current, don't they? I mean, like, w- what is a mixing desk to... Speak to Dave Gilmore, mate. You've... He's got a boat on the Thames. He's got I a little... Uh, go think, and ask him. I just think... I just think. Oh, I love technical stuff, flies. but I also love punk, so I'm torn. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. <laughs> I just don't like... I just think Pink Pink Floyd. Uh, the, the 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 I think it's the singles I don't like. I think that's the problem. They're gone for too long, and then like then they have a, a block going. Eat your pudding. Oh, even ah, me. Yeah, that's that's true. I even even that. even a Pink Floyd fan such as myself does occasionally think I'll turn it in. Turn, turn it in. in. It's oh, going to be three minutes. Um, and going back to Prince very quickly. Um, Andy Brassel of mm. of the Radio Stakhanov Parish. He's got a new show now at the match. For a, for I've still not, I've still not indulged. I, I'm going to. I've got. I'm, right. I'm off on my holes next week. So <laughs> yeah, you I'm back this, off again. Listen to a couple of them. <laughs> he goes off all around the all around mm. Europe and beyond and listens to. Uh, sorry, and, and visits um uh, visits football matches. Anyway, yep. his his wife is a huge Prince fan, right? And um, they went to an exhibition. It might have even been at um was it Paisley? What's it called? Paisley Park or whatever it's yeah, called in um, Minnesota. And uh, they um. They on the ex- in the exhibition mm. they had all these costumes, mm. but the pro- Andy was saying, but the problem is um, because of his height mm. and because of his dress sense, it was basically just like looking at an old woman's costumes. It, was, it basically just reminded me of my gran because <laughs> they're all like it's all like floral and like chiffon, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they're all tiny because I think he was about five foot three. <laughs> That's what Prince is left behind. That's his legacy. What a boy! Recently on the Luke and Pete show, we've talked a bit about Tin Tagel in Cornwall, which Pete you didn't think was a real place. Mm. Um, we talked about swords. We've talked about Iron Man triathlons. We talked about a mystery man in Nicaragua who still hasn't turned up on on the emails in the week. Hello at lukeandpeacher dot com. Uh, and we talked about the difference between um, showers in the UK and showers in the United States of America. That's what we've been doing recently. If you haven't heard those episodes, doesn't matter. It I'm, does I, not matter I because we repeat man, stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, massively, and we forget that we've said... To be honest, I work with uh, a couple of other people who forget they've told a story, and I think I do the same, but I pre... Uh, I pre-do a, a kind of little speech every time I tell a story by sort of saying, I've, I've probably told you this before, just on the off chance I have. Yeah, um, cover but, your back. Yeah. Um, doesn't stop us on this show, does it? No, it really, I, I th- really doesn't. I met someone once who pronounced Nicaragua, Nicaragua. Probably a local. Sounds local. Yeah, and he wasn't though. Right, I and don't that's like what that. made me. It's like me going, "I'm off to Nihon." Yeah, the, tr- the the rule should be, Peter, that if you speak the local language, right. you are perfectly entitled to pronounce it in that way. Okay. So when we do on the continent, another one of our shows, mm. I'm happy with James Horncastle going. And the problem is with Francesco Dotti is <laughs> because he speaks Italian, yeah. right? So he understands it. You can't be coming along saying, you know, saying if, if I did it, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. And have a cheese croissant. Yeah, croissant. In America, they call those croissant. 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 Yeah. croissant. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Pete, anyway. you have been... Uh, and finally, actually, very quickly before I say this, um, 
if you are the sort of person who emails in the complaints saying, oh, that story you told on episode 107, you also told that story on episode 30. Yeah. That's like a year ago. Yeah. I mean, We've come been doing on. this for a while. It's a great story. It's a great story. It's a great story forever. So good. They told it twice. <laughs> Pete Donaldson, here's a story we haven't heard before. What? You have been in the beautiful African country of Zimbabwe. I have. I can f- confirm it is indeed an African country. Uh, I can indeed confirm it's a bit of a shit show, to be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, if if you are visiting Zimbabwe in the next few weeks, bring loads of dollars and loads of diesel, because you can't get either. Presumably it's a beautiful country with beautiful people, though, Pete. Oh, mate, it was brilliant. Um, but, it, I mean, obviously. So, basically... You were going there for year, charitable reasons. This time last year, I was in uh, Kenya in a place called Kasumu. I had trouble with a high water table uh, and flooding, uh, toilets being destroyed, children getting uh, dysentery and... and uh, uh, diarrhea all the time, leading to malnutrition. Here, completely different story. The uh, the the land is completely arid. Um, the rainy season, thanks to climate change, I just want to get one of those fucking climate climate change denied senators yeah. and just drop him in the middle of some of the places we went because and just to show him how different and just to talk to some of the yeah, local farmers. Bring and it stuff. home to him. Yeah, it's uh, the rainy season used to last for about four months, three 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 and a half four months, and now you're lucky if you get two. Uh, and just talking to and and staying with actually um, a couple of the people who live there. We stayed with a woman uh, called um, I can't remember my name now. Uh, Talani, Talani. Uh, in uh, she she was a, she was she was part of a family who was quite um, fairly well off for that area. So in the middle of nowhere, it's kind of from Bulawayo heading west to the Botswana border in a place called Mafa. Um, we were we were staying with her. Uh, she used to be quite well off. Uh, she used to be able to grow crops. She used to have livestock. She had cash crops as well, I think, as well. Crops you could sell at sure. markets, so like carrots and watermelons and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't think she was actually growing cash. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. I mean, God, goodness knows the Zimbabwean dollar isn't worth nothing. No. So you may yeah, as well. But, yeah. Probably more, more valuable. Um, uh, so we stayed with her and her husband uh, went to South Africa, I believe, got AIDS, came back, died. She's, he's actually on the land in, 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 a, in a grave. Um, her eldest son, uh, who's 24, he's in the same situation. Um, there, there's a whole generation of men who went out to work or just left um, and came back either either with terrible diseases or they, they, they just didn't come back. Um, and so these whole communities are just led by these incredible women who have to keep the shit together. And I guess yeah. it's the story that happens all around the world. But um, there's just not enough water. As... Are you out there to sort of raise awareness of this problem? No. It, well, well, this is the thing. We, we were there to take a look at and report on the, the, the work that the charity, fine charity, Practical Action, uh, are doing there. So they're doing this incredible stuff. So they're using solar solar power, uh, which isn't a new technology, but it's certainly way more refined than it was 10 years sure. ago, certainly in that part of, part of the world. You'll occasionally see um, some of the more remote uh, houses having little um, kind of uh, kind of uh, solar panel, panels just to power a mobile phone or something are like that. Are they provided by a charity or are they available? No, they're, they're, I, think, I think they're relatively cheap. They're like a, right. 20 quid or something like that. Right. Um, and that they power like a simple mobile phone or something and, and, and not much else. There's no electricity really around in there. It's, it's out in the sticks. It's incredible. Uh, it's it's a real experience. It was a real experience. And so they, they, they've kind of basically funded these massive solar panel arrays that are um, wiring these entire um, kind of pumps that are pumping water out of these um, underground rivers. So there's underground rivers with, with boreholes that uh, people have access to so that the villages have these uh, boreholes that people can um, go over and pump water out of. 
oh my god you know what you know like the 80s where you'd see like um you know comic relief and you'd see um women coming back from the the, the pump or coming back from the watering carrying with, like tanks carrying tanks on, on the head. head yeah yeah they are unbelievably heavy yeah so i tried to do it i couldn't do it i couldn't even carry it's 25 uh, 25 liters so what's that 25 kilograms yeah and i'm trying to carry that back to thing this woman does this six times on her head and she's fine. Like her spinal vertebrae must be fused at that point. Crazy. She's back and forth, back and forth all day, just uh, just just getting enough water for her family to to, to cook some very simple kind of uh, maize based meals um, called sadza and a uh, bit of okra, maybe luckily if they're lucky, uh, and feed a couple of chickens to sell. And uh, they're just on the bones of their ass. Her kids, her kids, you know, on his way out. I think and in, 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 in agony pretty much all the time. It's it's not a great uh, place for her. But just experiencing life in the middle of fucking nowhere with uh, with, with this woman, it was incredible. But they they are funding these um, incredible projects where they um, are pumping all of this water out of these these underground rivers. So I'm standing on a river. It's like just sand. It looks like a river, but it's sand. Right. It's firm and it's sand and it's not wet at all. But, you know, 10 metres down, yeah. there's flowing sand and water, which I'm sure you're, you've seen like a like an underground river before or, yeah. or, or heard of it before. But like I'm stood in between Botswana and Zimbabwe. Like Botswana's one side of the river and, and Zimbabwe's the other. And then we get to this pump house and it's pumping so much water out of this river, which uh, ends up in the farms for irrigation and stuff like that. Uh, and it really was amazing. So yeah, uh, a great right. charity. Uh, give to Practical Action. There we go. Between before March the 9th. Good for you, Peter, between for getting Dece- yourself out there, mate. And December, 9th, December 9th and March the 9th, uh, the UK government will, will match the... Uh, money and uh, and what I like about it was that I just experienced kind of a little bit of um a little bit of Zimbabwe kind of like um kind of hustler culture, you know what I mean? Like people trying trying to get like diesel and stuff and mm. and fixers who would sort of like sort things out for you and stuff if you need to get to a certain place. Uh, we had to drive a uh, uh, we had to be accompanied all the time with um like by policemen and 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 we had to go and meet uh, like local government governors and basically you know. Say hello. We're yeah, yeah and we're not, right. really, we're not we're not trying to overthrow the government or anything right, like that. Okay. Um, but <laughs> what really made me laugh was there was a policeman whose whole job was just to keep an eye on us and what we were up to. Who sat in the back of our car at all the ta- all times. And basically, if he wasn't asleep, he was just looking out the window. He wasn't really paying attention to anything we were doing. Yeah, you sent me a picture. Yeah. yeah. Right. The guy who was driving, no seatbelt, driving at least a hundred miles an hour. Or certainly 100 kilometres an hour, eating custard creams. This guy loved custard creams. Where was he getting uh, them from? The, 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 the very few shops that... Right. Um, there was a big... Cause, because um, the money was so unstable, um, a lot of people were just um, really stocking up and there was just fights at the supermarket and everything. Right. He was drinking, he was drinking uh, uh, soda, he was eating custard creams, and he was driving at a ridiculous speed and the policeman did not seem to care. Right. And I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. Very dusty. Uh, uh, good Very on you for place. getting out there and experiencing it firsthand, Pete, and, and and at least you know raising awareness and raising money and all the rest of it. And I suppose these pe- these people are affected by by climate change, and and this is the sad the saddest thing about it. I think that the people who are affected by climate change are the people who have who have the least. Yeah. And and really, you're absolutely right. I know you're being a little bit flippant now when you're talking about U.S. senators, particularly, but. You're absolutely right. And until these people actually understand and and perhaps even experience what it means mm. uh, for for climate change to affect people's livelihoods and actually their lives, nothing is really going to change. And and the, and the thing that that annoys me most, and I don't want to hijack your your fine work, but just to make a point, if I may, there is no controversy around climate change. The no. science is accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always find a an outlier in terms of a scientist who may be sort of in in the in the pay of 
one particular company or another mm. is um, is going to say something that you want him to say. That doesn't mean it's a consensus. And the thing that annoys me about this more than anything else is that there appears to have been the, the far right, particularly in the US, um, but biz, big business and, 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 and usually right-wing politicians have managed to do a great job, to be fair to them, in painting this as a environment versus business and economy discussion, yeah. which it absolutely doesn't need to be. The, the, the thing that annoys me, to come on to the point, the thing that annoys me more than anything else is the rank laziness of business leaders who say, well, we can do this, but it's going to cost you this amount of money, it's going to cost this amount of jobs. Absolute bullshit. Mm. The reason they want to maintain the status quo is because it fucking makes them money. Yeah. Fossil, fuels make, fossil fuels make them money. There's a huge amount of resource to be tapped into with sustainable energy sources. Uh, you could innovate the same way a lot of people are innovating. Big companies could innovate, could move their business away from oil uh, and and all these other fossil fuels into renewable energy sources and making a load of money doing it. And, right? and, and the difference between... Yeah, they won't do it due to rank fucking laziness and it's ultimately going to cost our children and our children's children their fucking lives probably because it's getting to the point now where it probably is irreversible. Yeah. Yet, if we try... You know, we might just create a better world. Yeah, we might create a better world. That's the thing. The backstop to all this is, say it isn't fucking man-made. Say for the first time in however many years, the scientific consensus is wrong, okay? And what, well, what's the upshot of that? Well, the upshot is we create a better world anyway for people still, like your friends in Zimbabwe. Still got to deal with it. And, and, and the thing that gets me is like, we talk about the, how, um, how volatile uh, places in Africa are, places like Zimbabwe, the money's up and down. Uh, there's there's uh, the, the, there's National Guard at the pumps trying to guard the diesel and stuff like that. Nobody can get anywhere. Nobody can do anything. And the Chinese are coming in and just investing in, in, in mining and just pulling loads of gold out and putting in loans, which will come to fruition at some point. They mm. will be asking for their money back at some point, and then they will truly be fucked. Um, but none of that matters to Tilani and her family who live no. in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah. who are literally starving. They have one meal a day. Kids kids are walking to school. I was talking to, 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 to the deputy headmaster of the school. Like, kids were... Kids are, there was two kind of schools we spoke to. Kids are coming to school. They, they start walking to school. I got up at five o'clock in the morning, which, as you well know, is not a time for me. That's not the normal time that I wake up. I was up at five o'clock in the morning... The kids are getting bath. The kids are washing with the water the Talani's collected from the from the from the borehole. They're starting to walk to walk to school at like a quarter past five. Yeah. To get there for half past seven, they're walking for miles and miles and miles with no food in their bellies. Mm. How can you concentrate? How can you do exams? That's why in second. That's why they never get to like secondary school. They do their primary school run, and they're just and there's like, well, there's no point in us doing it. I'm just weak all the time. I can't concentrate. I'm not learning anything. Mm. And 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 that that's absolutely criminal. It's awful, and it's just very difficult for us to imagine here in the West and very, being very sort of mollycoddled and, 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 and take for granted all the things that we have as a matter of course. But mm. th this isn't going to change until, um, essentially, you have, to, you have to deal with the things you can control, right? So we, we, we live in the West. The influence we can probably peddle more effectively would be to the United States. Yep. And people need to understand, it's not right for, for someone like me to talk about other countries' politics, but people need to understand these politicians that are elected in places like the United States and also in the UK as well, they are having these opinions because they are paid to have them yep. by people like the NRA, by people like ExxonMobil, by these big fossil fuel companies. They don't firmly believe it. They don't firmly believe anything. So the moment I, I would like to see 
very um, influential tech billionaires, people like that, to start coming involving and coming more to the fore. But the problem is they come with their own problems as well around information and around data and all that kind of stuff. And so, they've, but they've made their money invariably off the backs of modern day slavery anyway. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like it's you look at people like Bezos and and, and all that Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, all off the all off the backs of either you know mining people's data for profit or zero hour contracts and not allowing to go people to go to the pisser while they work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's. Have a little break and um, <laughs> yeah. after the uh, after the uh, little, little pause we promise we'll lighten up a bit alright yeah we might Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Right, we got that off our chest, didn't we, Peter? It's too, it's too high, that, isn't it? Very high. Like, he like, starts off like high and he record, can't go higher. They've recorded it high. Yeah. And then, like, when, when they do that live, that must be a real bind. I think he's probably thought in the recording of it. Who is it? Is it... Um, uh, that's email. No, it's email, okay. Yeah, so email, he's, yeah. so he's, not, he's not an experienced vocalist, probably. <laughs> he's, he's thought to himself, I'm starting high there, I've got nowhere to go. But the producer's <laughs> probably said, we'll auto-tune that, don't worry about yeah. that. Uh, and that is one of the reasons, and I do stress only one of them, why email never made the waves they should have made. The, um, pun pun was, unintended when it comes to climate that, change and stuff. I didn't yeah. mean that. But yeah, email, they, they've, they've been forgotten, but not on this show. Um, there was a performance of uh, uh, The Sound of Silence by, who did that terrible cover recently? Well, it's originally, um, of course, by Simon and Garfunkel, Simon but Garfunkel. I don't know who did the cover. Oh, I can find out. Disturbed. I don't know who they are. Disturbed. They're a, they're a metal band, but they, yeah. he decided uh, in his later years to do a cover that, you know, received some notoriety and some popularity uh, of uh, The Sound of Silence. 
This right. is the sound of silence. Like a really sort of grand kind of... I think he was going right. for a kind of... Like a Leonard Cohen type vibe. Yeah, a Johnny Cash, bit, a Latter Johnny Day, Cash, Johnny Cash, Latter Day kind yeah. of re- reimagining a classic, um, but mm-hmm. it's really kind of theatrical and like, "Hello, darkness, my old friend." There was there was a BBC campaign a while back. I remember she, listening. I used to listen to Five Love on the way home from when I worked at an office out in West London, and there was a campaign uh, by Five Live or by someone that that was essentially it was it was boosted by Five Live. Mm. Someone was trying to find the lowest legitimate note. Someone could sing. A man, could, obviously, it was right. a man because men's voices are a man mm. that a man could sing. Yeah, and um, and it was your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, mum, what are you doing, mum? Um, and um, they, 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 at one point, they got people. People were calling in and singing, oh, and the expert <laughs> was going. The expert was going. Well, that's uh that's nowhere near a low C. No, see ya. <laughs> and I think they might have eventually found someone who could do a ridiculously low note. But if you listen to um, Johnny Cash, certainly latter day Johnny Cash, he can go deep. So right. can the guy from? Do you remember that? Is it the? I want to say Clutch. You know the band Clutch. Clutch. They, no, the, I don't know. the singer of that band's got a very Ooh. deep voice. And Cohen, in, Leonard Cohen, he put a record out about two months before he passed away a year or two ago. I mean, the older you get, the easier it gets to go low, though, isn't it? Yeah, but you Can't you want to hear you want to hear Leonard Cohen's um, "You Want It Darker." That is the lowest. Um, you want it darker. It's like that. It's like that. You want to hear it? My only, I'll my, find it for you. Yeah, go find it for me. Then. All right, you carry on right. filling, and I'll find it. I'll sing Tinder Sticks. Uh, yeah, he's easy. We travel land. Let's talk about we Mark Lanigan as well. We travel land. I'm actually quite good at doing an impression of the man from Tinder Sticks, but um, <laughs> it's a very limited and unpopular impression. Is it the new It's Been? You have to explain <laughs> who it is. All right, uh, check this out. This is Leon Cohen, You Want It Darker, off his record. I think his record is called, actually might even be called You Want It Darker, from mm. 2016. Yeah. Um, and it's a brilliant song. It's really atmospheric, and, and it is very, very deep. Check it out. Sounds like Michael Jackson. If you are the dealer, I'm out of the game. Mm. If you are the healer, means I'm broken and lame. If thine is the glory, then that's like deep. That's smoky and deep as well. It's smoky, yeah, 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 very smoky. One of of my favorite um, artists is uh, the Tinder Sticks, and uh, the Tinder Sticks, the Tinder Sticks, uh, and um, one of their songs is about, I think, just having an affair and fucking in bathrooms and stuff. But um, for goodness' sake, Peter, a bit of decorum. We can can go go there now. We can go there now. If we want to It's about to kick it off, mate. Through the desert rented room. What a voice. There is through. You sound a bit like Vic Reeves. I was, nice. a, I was in a bar in um, I was in a bar in Leicester. What are you doing? Stop it. What are you doing? Um, we care for the time to if, sit and If you've got a deep voice, and can you I can just hold sing the rest of Rented Rooms <laughs> yeah. by Tinsix? No I problem, find it yeah. so lovely. I, don't, I, like I was in. Uh, <laughs> you, you, I can't. Okay. Yeah, don't really. Um, you, uh, I was in a bar in Leicester um, a week ago, and I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> uh, there was a dove from above. 
Oh, was there? It was like, I don't know. It the was last like 20 years really haven't happened it to us. Really really <laughs> 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 there was a duff That Claudio Ranieri's face on it. Yeah. Um, if you if you can hold a tune and you want to um, show us how deep you can sing, hello at lukeandpeacher.com, send us a little voice message. How deep is your voice? Yeah, that's, that's what it can be called. Get a, get a jingle of that and how we're away. Deep? They don't say voice though, look. That's the problem. But you remember when you did the going for glolding? Well, you just put glold at the end. Just put Good voice point. at the end. Well, easy, done, well what's it? your deepest um, note? Oh, speak to Industrial Light and Magic Spielberg's lot. They're going to sort you out. <laughs> oh, it's complicated. Well, I could probably go. They're, they're, they're industrial sound and magic, so it'll be jism. Yeah, <laughs> ism. Mm. So the, the, another really good example is um, the guy who voices Shere Khan in Disney's original The Jungle Book. Okay, right. There's a bit in the song where he goes, "That's what friends are for," but he goes really deep. Oh, 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 you can go deeper than me. Oh, oh, <laughs> I can't do it if I laugh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me keep on going. Is the, the last 108 oh. episodes been building up for this? <laughs> I'm like a Chinese miner in Zimbabwe. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's very good. <laughs> I feel like we should stop now, though. Because we draw a line to that. It's very impressive. Everyone's everyone's impressed. The Luke and Peach show. You're not, you're not lower than Cohen there, though, are you? Oh, I'm really annoyed. I can't, that's my flaw. I've reached my flaw. Um, hello at LukeandPeachShow.com is the email address. Now, some people have already... Hey, hey check this out. For fuck's sake. Oh, I'm just going to make it lower in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's that a, was love. Fuck. I'll tell you what, it's a real podcaster's podcast issue. It's really Yeah, is. this is yeah. your podcast's favourite podcast. Practical actually will be really pleased, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine charity. So people who have already emailed in, um, we should read a few of theirs now, Peter. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first or shall I go first? Please, right, do, then, please do it in your normal voice. <sighs> Hello, other Luke and the Pete. Uh, Long time listener, sporadic email listening to episode 107 prompted me to email in a couple of things off the top of my dome. Firstly, regarding the use of the word rumble. The oh, yeah. Leonard Bernstein um, musical West Side Story from 1957 has the rumble at the end of Act 1 as referred to in an earlier song as well. So presumably that predates Michael Buffer. Link Ray's rumble predates Link, Buffer uh, as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a fair point. Incidentally, I think I'm right in saying that uh, PJ and Duncan's uh, record added an H to rumble. They did. To avoid any trademark dispute. There we go. See, Michael like. Buffer was up and running by then. Mm. Uh, Link Ray's rumble, which I think is mid-50s, you know, that down, 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 down. Uh, no? No, that's no, wrong? That's but, Link Ray's rumble. But it, sound, but it sounds like something I could play on the guitar, Harry. Yeah, you probably can. Anyone can. That's the beauty of it. Anyone can. Who's that email from, Peter? Uh, that's from uh, Ben Wick. Secondly, Bullseye. Watching reruns of uh, the 1980s Bullseye and Challenge whilst at university in the mid-2000s, I saw one of the greatest prizes. A prize very much of its time, which also means it's now ridiculously dated. It may even have been a Bullies special prize, but I can't be sure. It was a CRT TV. Uh, we've discussed CRTs before. Uh, Luke, can you remember what CRT stands for? Uh, cathode ray tube. Correct. Oh, I learn things on this show every it's time. It's got a built-in, basically it's a TV, uh, and it's got a built-in dot matrix printer, so you could print out a hard copy of c <laughs> for wow. future reference. But it's, it's easy to look at those things through the lens of 2018, though, isn't well, it? Well, it's, it's one of those things that I watch a lot of um, a, a YouTuber called Techmon, who I love just, he's just really good. He's a man, probably sort of 
uh, I'm not probably it's maybe approaching fifty. Um, and he basically, I talk about him a lot on my radio show, absolute to be honest. But he basically goes through, uh, he buys old um, kind of seventies um, video and audio technology, technology that uh, kind of never went anywhere. So you got the Betamax, you got the um, VHS. Yeah. There was a third. There was, I think, it was owned by Philips. Uh, right. That never went anywhere. So he's got loads of that stuff. He right. does record. He got mini discs. Does he do mini discs? Uh, he's not really doing a lot of mini. No, it's, it's not. No, it's too mainstream stuff right. like um, video because you can do video on vinyl. You could get vi- you could from a record. You could get oh, what a video about laser disc? Does he do laser, laser disc? Yeah, laser disc. All of that um, kind of high definition um, tape based solutions. Oh man, <laughs> I love it. I love his work. I think he's fantastic. Uh, check him out if you're an absolute dweebazoid like me, Techmon, uh, and he's very good. He's just um, really, really good at his job. Uh, on that note, Peter, yes. I wanted to say that I watched a yes. bullseye episode um, a while back. But so where are you repeat, really from? Let's repeat. No, yeah, no, yeah but I, we we discussed that. Yeah. Did I tell you about the um, the the special bully special prize, which was just a load of clothes? <laughs> for like, it was Get funny bag, because there was like a, there was you know you have two contestants on bullseye, one who plays the darts and one who answers the questions. Yeah. Well, the darts guy, I'm telling you now, was probably six six, yeah. and he was a big unit. Right. He's probably about twenty stone, right? Yeah. The other guy was probably about five foot five and really skinny. Right. What do they win as bully special prize? A fashion spree, <laughs> modelled by these by these models. Like they got they get like a trench coat, a couple of kids' clothes. Trench it was coat. bad. It was really shit. <laughs> like it was much worse than the old thing that people say about speedboats. Oh, why do they yeah. want a speedboat? They live in Wolverhampton. It was much worse than that. <laughs> At least with a speedboat, you could actually you know take it somewhere or sell it or whatever. A little guy could probably ask another little friend, and they could get a trench coat and get a two for one in the cinema. So. There you go. Uh, yeah. That was what an eighties crime. What an eighties. Um, what about this from Colin Armstrong? What about uh, this? Yeah, have one on them. Yeah. Uh, that Pete stuck his finger up at me. Does that all the time. Um, Colin Armstrong says, I'm getting in touch to tell you about the time my brothers and I ended up being guinea pigs for an energy drink that never took off. Oh, you like that, don't you? I'm having that, yeah. yeah. Um, we're from a town outside Glasgow. Oh, I'd love to know what town. Bells Hill, mm. maybe? Uh, and we used to play football in the car park of the factories behind our house, one of which was a packaging company that made boxes and packages for food. Some of the lads who worked in the factory, who were a good decade or so our senior, Mm. used to play football with us on their break and give us some sandwiches for the fact from the factory. Mm. Um, one week, the guys in the factory gave us each a case of around 12 bottles of a new energy drink called Indigo. Indigo. I have two brothers, and between us, we had around 36 bottles of the blue-covered beverage in our house. <laughs> it was the 90s, and apparently our parents were completely fine with us drinking gallons of, gallons of an unknown liquid given to us by strangers in a factory car park. <laughs> Indigo was in stores for a short time, and our local so- Safeway stocked it, although I can't really find much trace of it online, which leads me to believe it was all, in fact, a terrible ruse to get us to be the test subjects for a strange wolfberry-flavoured energy drink. <laughs> is that even a real fruit? No one knows. Wolfberry, is, I think, is another word for goji berry, right. which is like a, apparently a superfood. Oh, my God. When we were in the village, a man just... Uh, just people were just turning up, because like, they don't see a lot of white people. But a guy just turned up with a fruit I'd never seen before. It was hard like a cricket ball, right? Yeah. And then he cracked it against the like a, like the, the side of a, a building, and it, op- it sort of cracked open... Um, it was smooth, but then inside it was this flesh that was sort of like dysentery brown. It was dis- looked disgusting. Right, put it in your mouth. It's the most sweetest thing I've ever tasted in my life. Did you get a name of it? No. Well, he, he said he said there wasn't a word for it in English. So I was like, well, how am I supposed to Google that? It was yeah. delicious. Yeah, and it sounds amazing. It was, uh, but it was Did just you get like a photo of it. But it was just like you know when you're like sort of saying, oh, I saw a color that no one had ever seen. Yeah, I think somebody Vanta got a black. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> a couple of people tweeted me about a Vanta Black yeah. uh, recently. Um, Still got a bottle. I don't know what to do with it. Back to Colin. I mean, it could have been a Wolfberry, maybe. Mm. To cut a long story short, we were hooked on the stuff and loved it. And to our collective disappointment, our beloved beverage was discontinued shortly after, probably having been deemed unsafe for human consumption after turning small children insane and having dangerous levels of caffeine that made Red Bull look like tap water. Does anyone else have memories of a product they like that no one else remembers? Or what is your favourite discontinued food stuff? That's from Colin Armstrong. We've, we've talked we've a little bit about chocolate yeah, bars, haven't we? Yeah, well, I've, I've done the Nemesis um, Blackcurrant and Licorice. Uh, and it, uh, uh, fizzy soda that was available for six months in the uh, sixth form room uh, vending machine in Hartlepool English Martyrs School at let, sixth form college. Let me talk to you about Tab Clear. Yeah, I mean, people know about Tab though. Don't it, was it? It, was, it was available in America for quite a while, wasn't it? Was it was great. You get Clear Coke now in Japan and it just tastes like uh, the fizzy cola bottles. It's very unsatisfying. Right. There we go. If people want to get in touch, they can. Hello Cal at lucapishow.com. We should drink more calpis over here. It's delicious. We've done rants on climate change. Yeah. We've talked about fashion. We've talked about people with deep voices. And we've done a couple of emails, which can only mean one thing, Pete Donaldson. It's time to go and wish the listeners farewell. Goodbye, darkness, mild friend. We'll see you next time for episode 110. Can't wait. It's um, time to something with you, my friend. I can't remember any of the lyrics. Just say goodbye. This is the sound of Peter. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.